little test first? Nope. We're going right into going it. Right what into is it. up, FGT Nation? Your boys are back in town. We are back. The boys are back. We are hitting up GTI Studios. At a different location tonight. GTI, get that info, boys and girls. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Coming in strong. We got a lot of shit to catch up on. As so, someone else previously pointed out, it's been about a month. It has. So what we're going to do is we're going to do some news and notes, some thoughts on everything that's going on around the league, uh, some training camp things, and then uh, we're going to do an NFL team draft. And what that is is I'm going to pick a team. Moses is going to pick a team. We're going to go back and forth. That way there, because Moses is a new dad, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we're going to do a lot of solo episodes breaking down whatever team we pick and our thoughts on those teams just to give you guys some info, just to make it a little more easier for us to crank out these episodes until we figure out how to do this jointly from separate like locations. Uh, we're also going to be working on video. We're going to do Skype. We're going to record it. We're going to hook it up on the YouTube. We have TikTok we now. We got TikTok now, thanks to Moses. We're dropping some videos on there. Just some quick thoughts. One hit is quick. Yeah. You know, getting shit done. Shit to make you wonder. But uh, let, let's jump right into this. Actually, uh, it's been a while, and I was going to say let's jump right into it. But we but can't, We son. can't, dude, because we got to thank... We got some things to do for... We, we got to thank some people. We got to thank our boy Justin Fitzmaurice. Oh. Yeah, we're going to switch it up. We're going to call him by his first and last name. I'm down. Justin Dennis is his middle name. Uh, I just released that dude's full name, so if you have a social security number... You know what? The things that, you learned. I, I, I didn't I know I fucked that. up. My bad, bro, but thank you for hooking it up with the promo code FGT25. Oh. 25. We're upping it, motherfuckers. We are upping it. FGT25 for 25% off on those fucking slick shades. That slick... With a Y. Dot com. Uh, he also hooked it up with a dope pair of sunglasses for our 1K giveaway. Huge congratulations to Mary Cosby on that win. Mary Cosby, there you go. Let's get it, girl. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the love. Thousand fucking people, huh? Right. Or a thousand plays. I, should I say. mean, thousand we're, plays. we're at 1,200 right now, and we haven't even released an episode since that giveaway. So thank you on the much love and support and the continuation of just listening to us ramble. Yeah, you, you know, this is shit that we would do by ourselves that our girlfriends get annoyed at. So you guys not only help us, you help them too. You, can, you know, they keep their sanity. Also, want to do a shout out to our boy. Damian Winslow at Infected Concepts, killing it with all the graphic design needs. Check him out yourself, Infected Concepts. He also hooked it up with a new hoodie new for hoodie. a 1K giveaway. You got that sweet-looking hot dog, written in mustard, FGT podcast. And then right on the back. Back in a hoodie. Punting, punting for pussies. is for pussies. Because it is. Who the fuck wants Real to punt life, right now Madden, in the NFL? I don't give a fuck. Let's do this. Yeah, I... No hate to all the punters out in the world. Y'all need to make a living. That's a specialty I cannot do. You know what I mean? I'm fat, and you would think I could probably just but kick like the ball also learn a nothing. field goal too. You know what I mean? Shout out McCaffrey. McCaffrey. All I'm saying, McCaffrey. All I'm saying, McAfee. 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 All I'm saying is, how many times have we seen kickers get hurt, punters get thrown in and kick field goals and look like shit? If y'all just took a few extra minutes at the end of practice, yeah, learned how to kick from forty in. That's all I'm saying. We're good. We don't need the punters. No, it'll make the game more entertaining. And if you punt in Madden, fuck you. There's no, there's no. If you punt in Madden, I don't give it. I don't give it's fourth and the entire goddamn field. So 
we got one more person to thank and I actually bumped into him at a family party this past weekend and uh, he's gonna start working on some some new music for us oh you know what I mean he's gonna drop some new recordings he's been out of the game for a little bit you know what I mean taking some personal time enjoying life exploring you got out John yeah I, he's better <laughs> Andy Cosby Andy Cosby is so much better you know what I mean this he is not a rocket man he is the greatest rocket man he is the rocket man yes sir so Andy Cosby dude big shout out at Chrome Roses dropping that dope intro music and actually we have one more thing to shout out and this person might might, uh, might get a little salty with you oh. but shout out to Kristen Michella and for, Justin and Justin for getting their pieces at Devante I always get his last name Devon Smith Smith's Pizza Palace, Pizza Palace. Where you can get kicked off a team for 22 accounts of chicken salad, but Deshaun Watson can get a $230 million contract for something else that we will not mention. But it wasn't good. No, it wasn't. But you know what? That's enough thanks. We've thanked them. They've thanked us. We're thanking everybody. Hey, Sean, thank you. You're welcome. Now let's jump on into it, motherfucker. Kick it off, we jump right into those news and notes. We're gonna get started with something more recent. You you wanna bring it in? You want me to keep going? You wanna mix it up? You, uh, you know what? I'll let you lead this one. Alright, let me put on my chef hat because we baking. Oh we baking in Carolina. My man Baker gets traded to the Panthers. And you know what he does? He looks like he is in mid-season form. So he's already hurt? No, he threw a pick, like, almost right off the hey. first day of training camp. He just, he wants to make sure that Sam Donald feels like there's an actual competition between the two. Well, so he, I'm just saying, I think there might be a little something else to that, too. Uh, if we recall a gentleman by the name of Robbie Anderson, uh, when this conversation first came up about Mayf Mayfield possibly getting traded, didn't Robbie say some not-so-nice stuff about, about Baker? Not, not specifically about Baker or at Baker okay, but when but it like, was floated he was mm -hmm. like yeah I'm gonna just retire like, <laughs> I'm done I can't get away from the bad quarterbacks and then he has since retracted that and I read something today where he was saying like oh I was just saying that because you want to back up your quarterback and you know right now you know it's you know it's it's anyone's game and then Donald came out and said oh we're both starters in our eyes well no shit yeah, of course. In my eyes, I'm a fucking WWE superstar yeah, who doesn't I'm, wear pants. I'm a millionaire with a 12 inch dick. Yeah, at minimum. <laughs> like, so, yeah, great. I'm, I'm glad that in, in your eyes, you're both starters. In anyone fantasy relevance eyes, neither of you are starters. No. But I think this does have a positive impact on one DJ Moore. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I don't think DJ Moore warrants a first round pick or a second round pick. But I do think he elevates up to that solid wide receiver. Wide receiver too. Wide receiver. I got. I got wide receiver. Honey, the the porn ain't coming in on TV. Can you play with the wide receivers? You know what? So people shit on Baker Mayfield, and I think it's he's because, not a bad quarterback. I think it's because he does those stupid commercials where he like lives in the stadium. Yeah, and he also just looks like a fucking goober. My favorite is when he had the trench coat on and he looked like he had just drank like a fucking 
a 30 pack to the face and just hated life. His wife kicked him out. His kids don't talk to him. His mistress is done with him. And he just need he needs a cigar and a dive bar. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. I mean, but he, he looks like if Gardner Minshew tried to get it together but couldn't. <laughs> so, but like, like where I'm going with this is you know, everyone shits on Mayfield. He so, brought the Browns to a playoff game and won. For the first time in, in, in God a, knows how long. And everyone's like, oh, well, last year, you know, he sucked. First off, he didn't suck last year. He regressed. But he, he also was open about the fact that he had about 74 injuries last year. He also, He's also also always had, wow, I just fucking fumbled those what words. What the hell did you? He, he's constantly got a new head coach. He's constantly got new coordinators. He's constantly just got new coaching staffs around him. Bro, no shot at Jimmy, but the Browns organization, bro. Get your shit together. You guys have fucking stars on that team. You've got Miles Garrett. You've got Stud. Nick Chubb. Stud. You've got Cream Hunt. Stud. Now you've got Amari Cooper. Stud. Now you've got. Just don't don't forget, you had Jarvis. You had Jarvis Landry, and you and had you OBJ. had OBJ. Like, come on, bro, get your shit together. The, the Browns make a fucking game plan and stick to it. The Browns have been a team for years that well obviously for a long time but a, a specifically a team in, in recent history that just like has more has a handful of just star players but does the rest of the garbage hinders it speaking of star players now they have Deshaun Watson but they also have Jacoby Brissett uh I I believe if my memory serves me correctly, I think Casey Keenum is there now too. Right? I don't think I don't think he is. They no? did bring in Josh Rosen. For I was going to say they. Speaking of stars, they they picked up our boy, the chosen Rosen. See, everyone, I'm sorry, everyone. I don't shits think he ever got man. a fair shake. That's what I'm saying. He he was just kind of like dicked yeah. from day one. He came into a dumpster fire in Arizona, and and immediately left and went to Miami, but. In that transition period, they went out, they got Murray, you know what I mean? They brought in A.J. Green, they brought in Hopkins, they brought in all these pieces, and now you have the Arizona Cardinals of today. I think if Josh Rosen was there, he would be a serviceable quarterback, but maybe he maybe he takes that leap in Cleveland with the Watson suspension looming, and, and can he beat out Jacoby Brissett and all that shit? But getting back to Baker Mayfield and the Panthers, like we said, this is a big thumbs up. For DJ Moore, I also think it takes the pressure off Christian McCaffrey because Baker is a good uh, he's a good quarterback. He's the best quarterback they've had since pre fucking fumble Cam Newton before he got True. lit up. So like going back into the stats, yes, last year he regressed. He had 17 touchdowns, 13 picks, and just over 3,000 yards. Talking about Baker Mayfield. Yeah. 2020, 3,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, eight picks. He had he had jumped as far I mean yes his yards went down but he was a much better passer as far as touchdown to interceptions making good throws being smart I think he was actually poised you know in 2021 prior to the season to come out and show that he was a damn good starting quarterback no not a great starting quarterback but he's a good one he's a damn good he I put him in that Kirk Cousins category that guy that he won't you know if once he gets his shit together which it seemed like he was. He didn't. He didn't seem like he's a guy that would lose you the game or win you the game. He would keep you in it and keep it competitive, and then rely on his stars around him. I'm hoping, you know, because I mean, yes, the quarterback play in Carolina is is now a little a little cramped. You got Baker Mayfield, you got Sam Darnold, and you got Coral, Coral, Matt Coral, 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 Coral. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see Donald um, let go. Yeah, I, I think I mean, he's probably a camp casualty. Consider, I mean, considering how aggressively, you know, people were in the organization were shitting on him. Yeah. Like, not even just like us, two fat guys yeah. in, a, in a Volkswagen. Well, when you've got a guy that struggles to break double-digit touchdowns, how can you have that as your focal point of your offense, your captain, well, he sees ghosts. your quarterback? Oh, my God. The boogeyman. Shout it's out to the because he sees Pats. ghosts. I will never shout out Kyle Van Noy. I fucking hate. <laughs> I, I I liked him when he was here. He looked like a he looked like a raptor. He, he was fun when he was here. He looked like like if a like um not the mama like those dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get stuck on Baker Mayfield, let's stay on this quarterback train. Uh, let, I got let's this go one. All the way over to the West Coast. I'm taking this one. Take the reins. Because this was my name for a long time. It was Jimmy G String in fantasy football. Tuck them dollars. We're talking about Jimmy G. Not only is he healthy after his surgery. Can we call him, instead of Jimmy G, can we call him Jimmy Gone Girl? That's so much. I stutter, bro. You're asking me to add syllables. I know, I know, I know. Okay, we'll see. But Gone, how about we just call him Hillary Swank? <laughs> Jimmy Dree Jimmy is, is now cleared from his injury and he is set and ready to pass physicals. And well I know when you wrote this, because I, I had the same the same information as you did, there's a team we're hoping for. But I was reading something prior to us recording this that there's apparently a new contender. And that the team we wanted is no longer even top. I think it's maybe top three or four. Before you say this contender, I'm going to say one team. And it's fake news because it came from fake Adam Scheffner. Is it the Giants? Uh, it was, but I didn't read it from fake. I, I, I read it from, from actual Adam Schefter. You sure? Did it have the blue check mark? It, I think it did. Hold on. Can I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You can you stay categorical? You are fake news. Sir, go ahead. The, the report I seen came from the fake account. That said, Jimmy G was traded. However, he was not. But a report did come out with Shanigans coming out and outright saying we're we're moving on. We're on to Trey. I mean, um, but we have uh, moved on to Trey. We're starting camp out this way. Um, we think Jimmy would have been traded if the surgery didn't happen. Um, oh, so that that's definitely been come out. Yeah, they're on to Trey. He, he, he'd been saying that front, for a while. Yeah, but the front office is now fully committed to Trey as their starting quarterback. He has said that is the direction they are moving. Uh, so Jimmy Dree. Yeah, Jimmy Dree. How the fuck you want me oh you want to sit here and add to his name and you can't even say his name? Jimmy G. It's a letter. And is, we ain't even saying Garoppolo. We're saying <laughs> G. You know what it is? Is I'm reading my notes and it's small print and they're close together. And I keep looking at Jimmy G. And I keep looking at Algier, and they keep meshing together in my mind. All I'm hearing is you can't fucking read. I can't, dude, all right? Okay, but back to Jimmy G. So, yeah, we'll ch there's no reason for him to go with Giants. I know that everyone's shitting on Danny Dimes, but, like, to me, that's a lateral move. Yeah. Um, I would prefer I would Danny Dimes because he's mobile. Yeah, exactly. He's he's, he's he's not afraid to go out there and put his body on the line. Yeah, not for nothing. Look what he's look what he's giving you, and you've had seventy four receivers get hurt. Saquon Barkley is always hurt. Your offensive line is a literal joke. I can't even tell you their their head coach. So when you talk about the offensive line and like Danny Dimes not being afraid to take that hit, get up, you know, put his helmet back on, and troop for the team. Uh, 
there was a podcast that was out there with Martellus Bennett. I don't know if you know this, but they asked him about his time with the Patriots and his time with Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy G, uh-huh. Tom Brady. I know where you're going. And they with were this. like, he was like, you know, we could have went two and two, or we could have went three and one, but Jimmy G was being a bitch. Yeah, Bro, we lost two games. One of them was because Jimmy Garoppolo was being a bitch. And verbatim. So this man had hurt his non uh, his non throwing arm. Practice all day, suited up like he was gonna play, and then at the last minute was like, "No, I'm hurt. I, I don't think I can play." And they, they brought Jacoby in when you could have said this earlier, and then had Jacoby running with the ones, getting ready to start. And wasn't Jacoby also like Jacoby was hurt, was fucking beat up? Yeah, he was fucked up. He was more hurt than Jimmy, but Jimmy wanted. He did the smart thing financially; is he protected his body, and then he got that big ass contract. Yep. And now look at him. Yeah, a trade candidate. No, you know. realistically, I would love to see him go to a team like um, like Seattle. I, you know, I'd, I'd be happy with because Drew Locke to me is not a guarantee. No. Um, honestly, if I'm the Saints. I'm making that phone call. Yeah, I mean, how could the, you not look into it? For the it? simple fact that, you know. Yeah, you have Jameis Winston, and, and he looks good. Who's coming good. back from a major injury. And he, well, Jameis, before, pre-injury, looked good. Uh, his yards weren't out of control. Like, he wasn't the 30-for-30 30 30 risk taker. But he wasn't throwing 30-for-30 30 30 either. He wasn't yeah. throwing picks left and fucking But he, right. he looked good. He looked precise. He looked like he was taking his time with the decision-making. You know what I mean? There's a reason why. They drove down the field, and there was a game where he had, like, under 200 yards, but he also had five touchdowns because he was being pinpoint accurate, and they were running that offense to a T with him. Now, but when you're the Saints, how can you not make the phone call for a caliber quarterback of Jimmy G? Especially when you have a guy like Jacoby who, yeah, like you said, to start the season before the injury looked much better than he had his whole career. But throughout his whole career, has been known as the fuck it and chuck it guy. Yeah. So... You know, if I'm a team like the Saints, hell, if I'm, and this is kind of a wild card for me, and I doubt they even have a penny left in their goddamn payroll, if I'm um, fucking Jacksonville, you know, I understand that you have Trevor Lawrence, but one, it never hurts to have a backup uh, veteran quarterback that can help yeah. teach the young guy walking through stuff, but also two, what if he's a bust? I'm not saying he is. Yeah, I mean, he was touted as, like, the best generational quarterback. Ever. Yeah, to to ever come out of college. So, I mean, you do have to give him one more year. You know what I mean? And now that the the whole Urban Meyer thing is gone, I'm excited about Lawrence. Me too, but at the same time, I'm also a big contingency plan guy. Yeah. So, Jimmy G, we'd love to see him end up in Seattle. If he goes to Seattle, that gives a huge boost to Noah Fant. That gives a huge boost Back to DK Metcalf, oh, yeah. to Tyler Lockett, you know what I mean? To to yeah, to Walker, to Penny, to everyone on that offense. They just get a nice little upgrade instead of the stagnant fucking yeah. pond vibe you're it's getting not right as now. Far, with no, Locke as the quarterback. No, it gives you the fuck. Sorry, there's a goddamn demon flying outside of our studio right now. <laughs> no, um, you know, and and it, obviously it won't bump you up to the Russell Wilson numbers, but like. From the shit that I've been seeing as far as, I mean, not even necessarily ADPs, but, like, the actual, like, drafting stuff. Yeah. From what I've been looking at, Metcalf sliding. Hardcore. Like, like whole, Hardcore. holy fuck. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk Metcalf, he is on our list, so I'm going to jump down. Metcalf, usually when there's a contract dispute between a team and a player, and a player 
with the caliber of Metcalf, they hold out. They don't show up to training camp. They, they won't play in games. They want that contract before they put their body on the line. My man Metcalf said, nah, fuck that. I love this game so much, I'm a hold in. So he's reporting to training camp. He's showing up for practices. He's doing what he's supposed to do, but he still wants that contract. He still wants to get paid. I think it's hard to say that's the smart move. As a fan, that's what you want to see. You want to see these players on the field. Financially, Metcalf needs to hold out. And I think eventually when we get closer to the season, that's the turn it'll take. And I think that's why Metcalf is sliding. So, I mean, I read it about him, and there's a few other people who are doing the hold-ins. Uh, no one as notable as him, I don't think. Yeah. But, you know, from what from what I can see, it's kind of similar to what you just stated. Um, I really like that, I, you know, the idea of doing the hold-in to start off instead of doing the straight-up hold-up. Or yeah. hold out, like, show, like, show your commitment to the team, but exactly, also yeah. that you you still want yeah. this. Show them that you know this is a business, but at the same time, like you're doing your part because that's kind of the whole, like that's one thing that's always bugged me. There's a rookie linebacker for the Ravens is holding out right now, and the way I see it, I'm like, hey bud, um, you haven't you done haven't, anything yet. You haven't played a fucking snap of practice. Never mind a game. You talking about practice? Practice? Not a game about practice we sitting here i supposed to be the franchise player and we're in here talking about practice i mean it, listen we're talking about practice not a game not a game not a game we're talking about practice practice uh yeah i just like i just stuck in the, the ai fucking interview but uh no like so sh and shit like that it's like dude i, I understand you want to like oh i'm worth this much fucking show it yeah, and I guess I know other guys have played that. Okay, show it this. Year. Like, unfortunately, football because of how much money is spent is very much a what have you done for me in the past like two or three fucking years. Yeah, and if you haven't done something like broken records, won an MVP, won a Super Bowl, something like that, then I'm sorry to most people, you're not shit. So you're gonna have to come out and prove it. And also, why would the team want to give you all this money if you weren't willing to come out and prove that you're worth all this money before this? the season yeah i completely agree while we're talking about the seahawks let's jump right on over our man i loved having him on my team i hated playing against him in fantasy our man chris carson hanging up the cleats after only five years you know what i mean he was a trugger we talked about it a trugger it, yeah a trugger the he, fuck's a trugger trug 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 the four yards i've never heard the word trugger i've heard trugger no? It no. sounds. It sounds racist. Trucker, like he trucks forward. It sounds trucker. Trucker. It sounds racist. You've never heard that. Time? Nope. Yeah, get the fuck out of the studio. I'm pretty sure you just called me something mean. <laughs> but Chris Carson retiring due to a neck injury. Blessings. I hope you get healthy. I hope you have a long, prosperous life. We loved watching you in the NFL. I mean, yeah. Regardless of how you felt about the guy. You know, he's a person, he's a human being, he's a, he's a guy that put his body on the line for our entertainment and his own enjoyment, and, you know, it's not like he retired because he got a calling from the Lord, or, you know, he wants to go sell insurance. He has an, a legitimate neck injury, and we're seeing players come in and retiring at, at younger ages and, and wanting to maintain their body, which is great to me. It's unfortunate for fantasy aspects, but obviously the, the, the player comes first. A huge proponent of that of putting your body and your mental health first and retiring early, even when you've got a long career in front of you, is Andrew.
Hello. This certainly isn't how I uh, envision this or plan this. Uh, but but I am going to retire. Uh, this is not an easy to Luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Our man said my body is taking a fucking beating. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm pumping the brakes. I'm going to go be an my, architect. Yeah, my life and my health is more important than this paycheck. You know, you know the, the, the Chris Carson retirement thing does uh, does bring up one big one big question, though. Two, actually. Uh, with Chris Carson out of the way, this makes Penny the sole starter, and that puts Walker as the number two. You know what I mean? With camp starting, um, it looks like Penny is taking over every down duties, and and Walker is just kind of you know fading back a little bit. There was a lot of hype going into training camp that Walker was going to be the primary, but it looks like Chris, yeah, uh, with Chris Carson retiring, you know what I mean? Penny is is taking over that role. I wouldn't be surprised if to see uh, to see one of two things, and they're both very drastically different. So and you know with the retirement of Chris Carson and and and, and it being you know a neck injury, that might have pushed uh, Seattle to do you know to, to think okay let's not rush the young guy in that we have yeah let's integrate him slowly. Penny showed us at the end of last season that he has some spurts. Let's see if he has it. If not, then we look into you know a two man by committee, or um, you know so be it. And be and Pete Carroll has always been that kind of guy where. He doesn't care about the draft capital. The team has spent your paycheck or anything like that. You know what I mean? R Rashad Penny was a high sought after draft pick. And I believe they spent like a second round on him and they went after him and he was supposed to be the starter going into camp. But then you had Chris Carson come out of nowhere, a sixth round pick and just dominate the camp. And Pete Carroll gave him the keys to the backfield and said, run with it. You know, uh, that being said, I'm still not touching Penny in any one of my drafts. And unless I get severe value at his ADP, I'm not touching him. Um, in, in Dynasty, he I will take Walker. He was a first-round pick. Penny? Yeah, 27th pick. Uh, but Yeah. Uh, but Dynasty, I'd take Walker. I still wouldn't touch Penny. I know you're high on Penny. I'm, I'm just not. So I am high on Penny, and not only because I used to love wearing them in gym class. Um, <laughs> he's, he's only 26 years old. Yeah, I understand he had some, some some injuries and all that stuff, but he's got no mileage on him. That that, that you know, that's that's kind of where I was going with. Yes, he had some injuries up front, but we've seen it where guys kind of have a bumpy first couple years, and it actually extends their career because they instead of coming in and getting three hundred fucking touches the first three years, yeah, they're getting three hundred combined. Yeah, and they still have some. Now, I'm still touching Penny. He's heh, giggity. He's 26 years old. I'll also take Walker. Um, to finish what I was thinking, though, my my flip side of this. Now, ultimately, I think that no matter who does what, even if Penny comes, unless Penny comes out and is a clear cut fucking MVP, I don't see how the season doesn't end with 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 an RB by committee. But the flip side of what I was saying is, I see them doing one of two things: waiting and making sure Walker's good to go, or they're saying fuck it. You know, we only got five years out of Chris Carson. How much longer are we gonna have out of Penny? Let's fucking run the tires off. And and do I do I think that's a likely scenario? No. Would it surprise me if Pete Carroll said, "Fuck it, we just lost Russell Wilson. We're now just gonna run the tires off this son of a bitch." And then once his tires fall off, we have the spare car in the garage. You know, we're gonna we're gonna beat up our old uh, you know our old you know O one Corvette 
and then bust out the brand new one when when this one needs to go to the shop. <laughs> we're uh, we're gonna try and pick it up a little bit, FGT Nation. We got a ton of points to get to. Uh, we haven't done too many of them, and we're already at 20 minutes. So if y'all want to put us on like one and a half speed, I would not blame you. This is gonna Although be a I long talk fast as shit, so good luck. This is gonna be a long episode, but staying on running backs, we're packing on a month young in. running backs, staying on late round running backs that can have huge impacts. We're gonna jump back to Atlanta. And we're gonna talk about my man. Tyler Algier. Tyler Algebra. I like it. I've been high on him since the draft because Atlanta has this thing where they take guys late like a Devontae Freeman and, and they form them and they become these solid running backs. They become these great, you know, ground and pound, able to catch passes. That being said, he's taking first team snaps and he's primed to be the primary over Cordero Patterson. Now, so, CPAT does have a lot of mileage. He is old. But last year, dude, he fucking crushed it. So, I'm sorry. I'm not a big CPAT fan. Um, that's why I call him CPAT. Um, I just feel like he had an anomaly season last year for the simple fact that Atlanta finally figured out how to use him. But also, there was a lot of running back injuries last year. So, I forget the exact number. But it, you know, he started strong, and then he kind of faded out. He, he did fall off. He did not finish nearly as high. Finish strong, nearly as high. And usually, when you're in, in fantasy, you want a a big takeaway from the previous season is to try not to look at the season as a whole, but to focus on the last six games yeah. because you're more likely to carry over from those last six games into the following year than, than the first you three. Did the first three, yeah. yeah, exactly. And he wasn't impressive in the last six, and that's he not. Wasn't. And it's not not him. He was one of a few talents on that team. He's 30, if not 31, I think. He's been, you know, kick return receiver, now running back. He's been a jack of all trades. So to me, it just makes sense that when they go in and they get this young guy who, you you know, you know this. I'm sure FGT Nation has figured this out by now. I'm not the biggest rookie guy. Nope. I don't watch college football. Not a, I don't watch college football I wait either. until. I usually wait for the highlights. And then I do a little bit of research. Yeah, I usually wait to the highlights. You and I will talk, and then I'll do my research. Algier has been a guy that I've been taking in my mock drafts. I think that, obviously, aside from the fact that he's young, is great, but he's going into a situation where, like you said, he's already taken first-team snaps. CPAP is not going to keep... or was not set to keep the starting position the whole year anyway. So to me, it would make more sense, especially with the loss of Kevin Ridley and Russell Gage, to try to use CPAT maybe as more of like a receiver. Don't you leave hybrid. Mike Davis out of that. They lost Mike Davis too. With the loss of Russell Gage and Calvin <laughs> Ridley, <laughs> and not Mike Davis. <laughs> yeah, because he did fucking nothing when he went there. Well, he was. Everyone forgets. Wasn't he's, he? A, wasn't he a fullback at first? I have no idea. I really, to be honest, I've never followed Mike Davis okay. at all. Well. That's fine because we ain't talking about Mike Davis. We're talking about Tyler uh, uh, Algebra. <laughs> Long story short, I really think that Tyler Algier could be one of those running backs that, you know, you stack in as your third guy, you know, like, like your third back. You know, you, you decide you go running back, running back, receiver, receiver, quarterback. Oh, fuck. I need another running back. Algier's still on the board because he has been in the, in the mock draft I've been seeing. Yeah. I think he's a guy that's going to do much better than his ADP. Will he be a top, top back? That's. That, that's a lot that's to That's yet ask. to be seen. I've had Tyler Algier since the pick came in from Atlanta as my top sleeper on the year. 
Like I am targeting this guy across the board. I think he's got strong upside. I could see him finishing as an RB2. You know what I mean? That being said, let's move off of Tyler Algier. We're going to stay in Atlanta, and we're going to go over to the quarterback position. Our Ooh. man, speaking of old guy versus young guy, uh, we have an old guy who's now the starter over the young guy, but the young guy looks older than the old guy. We've got Marcus Mariota named as the starter in Atlanta over Desmond Ritter. So I'll be honest, I didn't even realize that there was that much of a competition. Now, we say old guy as if, Mariota's like 28 years old. No, yeah. but in, in comparison, yeah, you know what I mean? you got a rookie. rookie versus a veteran. Get off my Now, who's on his third team? I'm very, very intrigued, um, you know, with, with Mariota. Now, you say he's on his third team, but he didn't go to Oakland to start. No, or he, he kind of went there to, like, take decompress, learn. For, uh, I read some underlying reports. A huge key factor in him going to Oakland to learn behind Derek Carr was the fact that John Gruden, the Gruden grinder. No, that's what I was going to go to. The quarterback was the, guy. the quarterback god. You know what I mean? He did all that shit on ESPN or Fox or whatever about the quarterback. King. In every Monday night football game, I'm going to announce the winner of the Gruden grinder award. And all this bullshit but Mariota is named the starter over Ritter the only way I'm touching Mariota is in a super flex league oh absolutely um now with that you know and that's not a knock on him or a stream you I know, don't there's just better I don't think I just don't think he has the weapons yeah. to, to be relevant he's got Kyle Pitts as, as, as a, as a I top actually receiver. think he's gonna do great with Kyle Pitts because we've seen what he did with guys like Delaney Walker so I think Pitts will do great you yeah. know I'm not I'm I'm knocking Mariota Oh yeah. Just having one a tight end isn't enough to make you, you know, a starting quarterback. They don't have a receiving core. They don't have the, the weapons. So I'm I'm hopeful I'm hoping that Mariota can turn can come in this year and, and prove that he's a starting quarterback because he's still young enough to do it. But it'd be it, it's interesting to me, you know, what's gonna happen with the weapons that, that they have considering they're set up to be a, yet again a running team. Yeah. All right, let's stick on quarterbacks. And let's move over to Cincinnati. Oh, we're talking. I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. Looking for a cover. This is We're just gonna touch lightly on our man, Joey, Joey Burr. Burr. He my uh, man just had an appendectomy. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. That's I'm not either. a basic in and out you know surgery. I mean? Get some free ice cream. Yeah, call get, it day. Get, getting your ex exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Getting your appendix out is almost as common as getting your tonsils out. You know what I mean? Uh, the reports are he got it. He's going to miss some practice time. Big whoop. He's going to be ready for the start of preseason. He'll be ready for the start of the regular season. And uh, all fucking legs up. Go on, Joey Burr. All right. Staying with quarterbacks. This is one I'm, I'm, I'm handling this one. All right. I never thought we'd talk about a quarterback on the Jets. <laughs> but we're talking about Zach Finch-Wilson. Mr. Finch. Are you trying to seduce me? Yes, ma'am, I am. You're dead. Mom? Shipwreck? Oh, hey, Stifler. 
Yeah, I've got some shit. So planned. for those of you that don't know, uh, first off, you're fucking stupid. Because if you have been following the goddamn page on Facebook, you would have seen it. But Zach Wilson and his longtime girlfriend break up. She tries to be a bitch and get back at him. And or I, I'm assuming I, guess she I don't tried know. Tried to sleep with his best yeah, friend. Yeah, I'm assuming. I don't know. All I know is she attempted to bang his best friend. Zach Wilson said, "Hey, no worries, bro. Appreciate the heads up." And fucked her mom. No, you got that all wrong. That's what I read. He fucked his mom's best friend. I read that he fucked his girlfriend's. No, mom. he, he fucked his mom's best friend. The reason why they broke up, uh, uh, something came out. You know what I mean. But you can look it up. I'm looking, I mean, I, I'm looking at it right now. I read early on, you know what it might have been? I, I think early on reports. Yeah, early on early reports. Early on reports that, that it was his girlfriend's mom. Yeah. So it's his, it's his mom's friend. Yep. I mean, listen. Either way he does it, dude. This guy, she put that out in the media hoping it would tarnish his legacy. But it didn't. This dude is a fucking he's hero. Now, he's now on he's my now, dynasty yeah, draft one. He's now my favorite fucking... New York Jet of all time. I'm now convinced that he's really good. The Jets just suck talent out of people. <laughs> Sorry, Broadway Joe. Jack, Zach Wilson just moved up. Yeah, listen. Yeah, you, you might have been all cool in the 70s and 80s. Zach Wilson's fucking his mom's for now. Here's my question. If you're Zach Wilson's mom, what do you do? Well, I mean, it was consensual. Okay. Uh, your friend, though, j still fucked your son. I'm going to go fuck her son. See, that now, just made me sound gay because yeah, I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna go fuck your daughter. All right, guys, uh, I'm glad that you can all be here for that big moment with Sean, <laughs> Kristen. I'm sorry, but we all knew. All right, you want to keep going? I do because I think we have one more quarterback right, to but, talk about. Yeah, this quarterback, dude. I am not a fan of him. I can't fucking stand him. But uh, coming into training camp, dude, rocking the nice wife beater, some fucking jeans, the long hair, the fucking Rico Suave going on, looking like Nick Cage. We're talking about AA. Hey, Larkin, who's that guy? That is Cameron Poe, a parolee hitching a ride home. Scan him. Face me. What's this shit? It's my daughter. Well, I don't care if it's a weeping mama Christ. There's no personal possessions on this airplane. Just as long as you know, I'll be getting that back. Ron Rogers. Coming into camp, now, dude, looking like a stud. He came into camp looking to me like he is the physical embodiment of I don't give a fuck and I don't want to be here. Which I'm, which is weird to me because he's getting $50 million to be there. Yeah. Not only him, but they just extended LaFleur. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I, I, Green Bay, you're a mess. Yeah, I'm sorry. You went from you went from having an MVP like quarterback and he's a top receiver in the yeah. league. He's channeling one of the best Nicolas Cage uh, personas out there. Before Nicolas Cage became like the Nicolas Cage, fucking yeah. playing Nicolas Cage, playing a bad version of Nicolas Cage. Whisper then scream then whisper yeah. again. Yeah, but see, I was hoping more for the Shane Falco replacements. Yeah, from you know Keanu Reeves style. I could do that. But, I could fucks with that. Speaking right. of replacements, let's jump back into our hometown. Let's talk about Ramondre Stevenson. You so this is this is weird to me. I'm not going to lie. As someone that had Damian Harris in fantasy last year, I know in PPR 
versus regular, it doesn't matter because he doesn't catch footballs out of the backfield. Yeah, but that dude crushed it. I think he had like 13 touchdowns. Yeah, and he was getting like like 20 to 25 touches a game. Yeah. Like, he was a fucking... He was what... He was like the most realistic version of Derrick Henry without being Derrick Henry. You I know, mean, getting the massive volume, getting the touches, getting they the touchdowns. Yeah, they were using. I'd he, say just, almost, he wasn't just trucking dudes over, but I'd say more like a Nick Chubb. Nick, Nick Chubb Henry. with the touchdowns, yeah. And like to me, like it was, and it was quiet. Like, like I know you and I talked about it a few, a few times because I had him, I had offered him in trades and debated on it, but I, I ultimately couldn't do it for the simple fact like, that uh, you know. He was quiet. No one talked about him, but he was going out, getting 20 to 25 carries, 100 to 115 yards, and, like, two touchdowns. Yeah. But Ramondre Stevenson last year, dude, yeah. Ramondre Stevenson last year looked like a sneaky. He was sneaky, you know what I mean? He came in. Every opportunity he got, he fucking seized the moment. And now that he's taking first-team snaps over Damian Harris... And Damian Harris is on an expiring contract. Is this with mean, rumors it, of trade? Is, is this a potential trade? You know what I mean. My only question is to where. To where? Could you imagine the fucking damage a guy like Damian Harris could do in Buffalo? Well, I do like Buffalo. There I is... don't think they'll trade him to an inner no. you know, division rival. No. But could you imagine what he could do in Buffalo behind that line? See, I, I like it, but I almost feel like I'd rather see him in like a Miami, where because you have, and I know that that wouldn't happen because they have forty-seven running backs right now. Yeah, but I'm using them as a comparison. Yeah. Actually, if we're being realistic, it, but again, it, it would be um, too close in the division to me. It would be Kansas City, considering yeah. they have. I mean, and we'll talk about some stuff with them yeah, a little bit. We'll touch Kansas City next. But <laughs> giggity, you know. <laughs> I would like to see Damian Harris since he is that bell cow back that doesn't catch the pass out of the out of the backfield. Yeah. Put him on a team that likes to air it out a lot and spread the field out so that they can't just stack the box. And if you go to a team like Miami where you got Jalen Waddle on one side, Tyreek on the other side, Jusecki's over here, um, Cedric Wilson's over here, you can't afford to have four big ass defensive tackles. You know, you got you got to spread it out, and then what, what do you do? You, you bring a tough son of a bitch like Damian Harris to run through some soft linebackers because you're doing some hybrid shit. Now I know you just touched on Miami and you brought up all these valid points. If you, in my opinion, where I could see him going realistically, and we trade with them all the time. I'm talking we trade, you know, um, inner staff, whether it be like a Bill O'Brien, yeah, or any one of them, like a, a Rex Burkhead or anything like that. I could see them moving him to Houston. See, Houston was a team that I actually um, wouldn't be surprised if they went out and got Jimmy G. Yeah, I mean, so if that's the case, I don't know if you can add. Didn't because didn't they just draft well, they, a guy? No, they didn't draft anyone, and they got ripped apart for it. But they did come out and they made a solid commitment to Den- uh, to General Mills. They said, like, this is our guy moving forward. I meant, for, I, I meant for running backs. Oh, for running backs? Davis yeah, Davis they, Davis they drafted, uh, I think his last name is Pierce. No, I, I didn't hate De- Davis Mills, honestly. Yeah. For what he for what he had to do on the team he had, I'm not upset with that at all. No? Um, I just, I'd like the idea of bringing in a veteran like Jimmy G to, one, make Davis Mills actually compete for the job, but two, to help the guy learn. You yeah. know, he's young... On a shit show of an organization that's trying to fix itself, 
So put stuff, put all everything you can around him to help him grow. All right, let's move on. We're gonna go right to Kansas City, like promised. Uh, rookie sensation Sky Moore, the wide receiver that they drafted, had high hopes. My man is crushing it in rookie mini camps. He is crushing it in spring training. And right now, they are moving him to the backfield. He is taking snaps out of the backfield. Our man Juju Smith-Schuster even came out and said, this kid is unreal. He's got so much talent. He's going to work inside. He'll work outside. He's doing everything. He's going to take snaps out of the backfield, much like we've seen Tyreek Hill do it. However, I've read a couple reports where a common trend is converting wide receivers to running backs, hence like the Antonio Gibsons, yeah. if you will. Uh, if that happens, there's a very, very good chance that Ronald Jones is now a potential camp cut. So that's kind of where, like, where I was leading to when I when I mentioned them with uh, Damian Harris, where I feel like they're a team that just really needs a running back. Um, like, I'm sorry, I almost say fuck that. Cut C cut C E H over Ronald Jones as a simple fact that you got more money and time invested. No, I don't. I know you don't, but like, you know, to me, he's just a fucking bust. See, a lot of people have that opinion on C E H. He did have uh, his gallbladder removed which caused him to play at 160 last year. So he was playing underweight coming off of a gallbladder removal and just really no time to recover. So I think this year is going to be his prove-it year. And this is if he doesn't come out and perform, then it's bye-bye CEH. You so know if, I mean? that's, if that's the case and he was really playing at 160 as a running back, that, yes, like, you were too small. I condone you for attempting... But I'm actually very, 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 very concerned with KC at that point. Because you've now let this kid... Well, he came back healthy. No, no, I but understand he, Yeah, that. he just he didn't have enough time to put the weight back so, on. So, which, which, in football, and I, I'll, I'll be quick, that's not healthy then. Football requires you to both be physically, men, uh, physically and mentally healthy. You need to be of the right size. If yep. you're 160 getting tackled by Aaron fucking Donald... He can throw you the fold length you of the in, football He will field. fold you in half and put you in his, in his mouth fuck, and fucking chew you like a water yeah, bubble. You're his meal. Yeah. So, like, my whole thing is, if Casey, if that's the case, and they had this, I think, what was, what was it, a second year last year? Yeah. Yeah. So, you're letting this guy on his second year come in severely underweight. You're you're now setting him up for failure. So, that says more to me, to, to me about KC and not giving a fuck about CEH. Now, back to this whole conversation though similar to size sky moore is only is 510 195 yeah so he's on the sm- the skinnier side of of running backs nowadays because they tend to be more like 215 like two, yeah but i mean he ran a 4-4 i just feel like they have such an abysmal receiving core compared to what they did and i know they really only lost one guy and then Right. But when you lose someone like Tyreek, yeah, you lost, that is a massive hole. You lost a 10 and brought in, you know, three, three fives. Threes. Yeah. I said, oh, I said three threes. Yeah. I mean, I'll give Juju's a, Juju's a five to, to six. So they, they brought in a five or a six and then a couple threes. You know, you didn't you didn't bring in, which now just takes up more roster spots to hit that same potential. Yeah. So I like it, but I would rather see Sky Moore come out, develop as a, as a receiver or a running back, don't because that the same thing you're seeing with with Debo. 
All right, so let's stick on running backs, young running backs. Now, you said you're a little disappointed that they didn't give him more time. This is the opposite situation in Baltimore right now. J.K. Dobbins has said he's ready to go. He wants work. He wants to get in there and grind. Baltimore said, pump your brakes, young guy. Yep. We're going to start you on the pup, and we're going to ease you back in because of what we went through last season. And it speaks volumes to the approach they're taking, bringing back such a talent in J.K. Dobbins that, you know what I mean, let's ease him in, let's ease Gus Edwards in, let's go out and get an old guy, Mike Davis, just as an insurance policy. You know what I mean? Let's take our time and work these guys back. They're in no rush, which I think is smart. You know, on a team like Baltimore that relies heavily on the run game, not just from the running back position, but obviously from Lamar Jackson, the more you run, the more you're putting yourself out there to be just fucking annihilated. Yeah. Um, we saw it last year with them where they had 207 running backs. I'm pretty sure at one point they called Emmett Smith and were like, hey, man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please. please, Anyone, please. Yeah. There. They, I'm pretty sure I saw a Craigslist ad. Yeah. But, you know, between that and, like, Lamar Jackson was getting banged up, the receiving court, you know. Now, especially now, this year, yeah. this year too, you, you're going to be a much run-heavier team because you got – you got Mark Andrews, you got Bateman, and you got Duvernay. Yeah. And, he, and he's not even like a, nope. a sure thing. So, you know, you're going to have to run the ball. You can't afford to lose J.K. Dobbins because the the talent, the the change in talent from Dobbins to the next guy in line. Gus Edwards isn't that big of a difference. It's, But they run, they, they've always ran a one-two punch aside from yeah. Jamal Lewis. So you're going to get... J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, or Gus Edwards, Mike Davis. And you don't want Gus, Mike. You don't want Mike you Davis want involved. You want J.K. and Gus. You don't want Mike Davis involved. He's but, your literal just-in-case. Yeah. But sticking on running backs that can carry a team, we're going to talk about one of the most highly sought-after, once-in-a-generational talents who, in his rookie year, exploded in year two, showed no signs of regression until he had an injury. From a Jake Funk? Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> Saquon Barkley. So now, I read some reports coming from doctors. Barkley is not, and I repeat, not an injury risk. He is not a high injury risk. He, yes, he had the one major injury, uh, the ACL, the MCL, whatever you want to call it. But seals. now he's he's two years removed from that. But last year he was coming off of fluke injuries. When I say fluke, like he stepped on, oh yeah, you know what I We've mean. We've had a this leg and blew out his ankle. Yeah, you know what I mean. He fucking turned his. He, he turned around and, and then when he turned back, he walked into a stop sign and blew his goddamn leg out. Like it's it's shit like that. You can't. There's no way you can sit there and try to plan for. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I'm still privy to that mindset of the if you keep breaking something, it loses integrity. You keep, you know, the more you break something, the more likely it is to, to, to re-break. And I mean that as a person in general, because your body is just using so much energy to restore that shit. Would I love to see Saquon Barkley be a top five running back in the NFL? Absolutely. Is he athletically able to? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Can his body hold together? And that's the question we have. And to me, that's what makes Saquon, if not the biggest... One of the biggest question marks and gambles of, of, of the league. Because especially at a, at a position like running back, if he if he slides, it won't be dramatic. It'll be a couple positions at most. Yeah. But it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to scoop him in the fucking eighth round because you forgot about oh, running God, backs. 
No, you, he's you, still going to go at He's sliding out. from that, you know, top five pick to, like, the end of the second. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's sliding, and rightfully so because of injuries. Yeah. But he, no, it, but he's still going to be yeah, a re- top three round. Yeah, all reports are saying that, like, he is full go. He's fully healthy. He's primed to resume his RB1 status. Uh, draft with caution. I'm still taking a flyer on him if he falls to so, me. So, now, if he falls, if, if I'm third round and I need a, a running back, then I'm, there's a good shot. I'll, I'll take him. But I'm going to hope that I can get another running back after that's going to be more of, a, of an insurance policy in case I lose him. And... This might be the year that you know fantasy owners finally you know or at, this year is going to be the deciding year if, if fantasy owners are going to invest in Saquon or kick him, or kick him to the curb. I think yeah. I know I had him for a little bit last year because he was bounced around our league like a fucking bad penny because you just he you, was you loved him you hated him you loved him you hated yeah. him. It was too much stress for you as an owner. Speaking of stress, let's jump onto another top-tier running back that did not deliver last year. I mean, he, yes, he did finish number six overall, but it, because it was, didn't because there was feel like it. You know, he still cracked a thousand yards. He still put up numbers, but it didn't feel like it was Ezekiel Elliott. I was just going to say, please let me cover this one because yeah. I feel some type of way. And I, and I don't want to. So Zeke is still only like 26 years old. Yeah. Like, it's incredible to me, and it's because He's, it seems like he should be 30 to 32, but it's because he, he's been going off the rip since he got since, drafted. Since he got drafted, not, not only was he a major part of, like, just media presence, he's been getting 300 fucking touches every year. Oh, yeah. And last year, he had a couple a, a couple nagging injuries, and if you ask me, I think the only reason he continued to even stay on the field the, the majority of the time he did was for fear of losing his job to Pollard. He's, he tore his pectoral muscles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Muscles. Like, <laughs> yeah. His, his chest muscle. And he played through it because it was either play through it and manage the pain or Politic. get shut down for the season and get surgery and, and repair. And he Pollard chose, takes your job. Well, no. Pollard's never going to take his job. We know what Pollard is. Just like we know what Mattinson is. They're solid backups. They're solid, you know, breathers. Like, they're reliable. We know who those guys are. Ezekiel Elliott still outproduced Pollard. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? People are very high on Pollard because you weren't expecting the backup to, to perform like that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Pollard did a lot of, like, the outside work. He did a lot of the screenplay. He did, like, a lot of the James White work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Zeke, right now, is with the McCarthy, is getting high praises and, I quote, will be a keystone in all of our game plans moving forward. You know what I mean? So, Here's the thing, Elliot, though, right been. now, in the third round, perfect. Smash. You taking Zeke or Barkley? Uh, if I can, I- I'm still going Barkley. Yeah? He's younger, he's got less mileage, and he's just he's more of a complete running back. Zeke needs to be fed. I was going to say, if is If you this... don't get 20-plus carries on Zeke, it feels like he underperforms. You could give Barkley 12 carries and watch him overperform. Or you can give him three and he can break something. Yeah. So my only my last caveat to that is, is it fair to say that this year is a huge year for Barkley and Zeke as far as their, their future in fantasy? Yes. I think if Barkley and Zeke or one or the other, one pans out, one doesn't, this is make or break in the fantasy mindset. You're still going to draft these guys. You still 
have hope moving forward, but they're not going to be a drafted as, a, as an RB1 or, or a fringe RB2. They're going to be drafted later on with the Kareem Hunt, Melvin end. Gordon. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon. Uh, Maybe a know, little higher Chase than that, Edmonds, but... They're going to yeah. fall down to that category of, fuck, I still need a running back. Yeah, yeah, the, the I forgot a running back. Yeah, who's, who's the most viable guy left on the board that's an actual starting running back in the NFL? Okay, now there is... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we covered all of uh, our, our running back news. Yep. But uh, there is, you know, just some, some receiver news I want to talk about. All right. And... I was going to save this one to later on, but I'm genuinely excited for this one, and I think a lot of people are looking at it way more negative than the both of us are. Yep. But Julio Jones, now we had talked about him going somewhere. I want, I personally thought he was going to wind up in Baltimore. Did we? Did, did I say Tampa at one point in, in a discussion? We're uh, like, FGT Nation. We're going to go back while we got some time, and we're going to – figure out where our free agent predictions actually wound up but that's going to be a later episode but regardless of that fact you know yes julio jones isn't julio jones from five years ago he's still julio fucking jones he was good in tennessee until he got hurt yeah and Randy, everyone's like okay like randy moss was still randy moss yeah. at, at, at the end of his career to it's still a guy you know if jerry rice wanted to play football right now he'd have a fucking offer when someone's a damn good receiver the hands don't go away. It's the speed yeah. and the quickness. The hand. So you got to find a different way yeah. to do it. Look at Heinz fucking Ward and Donald yeah. Driver. Neither of those two should have had the last five years of their goddamn career, but they did because they learned how to catch instead of run. And if you look at Julio Jones's resume, the only thing he's missing as a, a surefire first ballot Hall of Fame wide receiver is a ring. And this is going to be his best opportunity and last shot to get one is with the man, the myth, the legend, the GOAT Tom Brady, who's probably also playing his last year. So, and, and also, to tie in, you know, another Buck thing, because it's just, it's on the same realm, you know, with, with the loss of Gronk, you're losing a big target. Now, Yo got, Soy Fiesta is now retired. No Soy Fiesta. No Soy. Gronk retired. Oh, I never heard that. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, no, I'm retired. How can you train me? <laughs> and I stayed on the Patriots. So that, and it looks like for real this time. It yeah. looks like, you know, because I'm pretty sure Brady, I don't know. With that being said, if it looks like, you know, the Bucks are going to go to the Super Bowl again because they're dominating yeah. and Tom, you know, week eight goes, hey, Gronk. Hey, Gronk, yeah. Kyle Rudolph fucking sucks. I don't know why we went out and signed yeah. him. He's a bum. I really need you, man. We really need you to come back because what Kyle Rudolph does in a body of work for an entire season, averaging three to 400 yards, you can do this in two games. Yeah. So come on back, baby. Now, with that being, no, quick caveat, I think Rudolph would be better than that, but that's neither here nor there. I don't. Nope. So, first, also, did you know that Julio Jones' real name was Quintoris Lopez Jones Jr.? Uh, no. So, there you go. His first name is not Julio, it's Quintoris. All right. Um, also known as Quintoris. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's stick so, on Well, hold the on. Bucks. What's the Julio thing? Just, just to finish it out, he's 6'3". He still runs a 4 fucking 4. He's a big target. You're not going to have Godwin at first. And he's a veteran presence to help a guy like Russell Gage and some other young guys. He yes, don't draft him as your receiver one. No, you you draft him Trevor as a flex, a, flex a bench upside. spot with upside. You know what I mean? He but is still draft ancient. Him. 
But to correct you, a report did just come out that Mr. Chris Godwin avoids the pup and will be ready oh. for week one. So the reports that came out all offseason was uh, not from the time of injury for Godwin, but the time of surgery put him coming back late October, maybe early November. Now it's looking like he's so far ahead in his recovery that he should be ready for week one. No, I know. With that being said, he is going to shoot up draft boards because everyone was drafting him with the built-in fact that you might miss two or three games. See, if I'm if I'm Tampa Bay, I still make him miss the first game of the season. I don't I'm think sorry. I'd make him miss. I think I'd let him suit up, but I wouldn't treat him as Chris I Godwin. I don't know. I, I, I would let him, you know, work a play here or there. You know, maybe a thirty percent. I don't share. even want that for the simple fact that we have Chris Godwin. Get him out Chris, there running roots. Get him Chris hit. Godwin. But you're doing that in practice. Chris Godwin already has a connection with Tom Brady. We know Tom Brady loves him. We know Chris Godwin's capable of being an elite receiver. You don't need the on-field the on-field real reps with with Brady as much as they could use it with Julio and Russell Gage now, because you get you know we'll we'll see how it pans out if they use Gage or Julio more if it's situational scenarios whatever it is, but the fact of the matter is you could really use that first game of the season to help Brady get on a better you know like you know path with Julio and Russell Gage give Godwin that extra di- that extra game to make sure you don't ruin his fucking foot after you just paid him a bunch of money. I just I to me it it, it would be smart. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> sticking on injured wide receivers coming and going. Uh, I'm just going to touch real lightly. Uh rookie Justin Ross with the Chiefs uh, has been placed on season ending injury reserve. Jesus Christ. With a foot injury. Uh, they've elected to go with surgery, shutting him down for the season. Uh, the only reason why I mention this is he's not uh, someone you want to pay attention to in redraft, but it's someone to pay attention to in dynasty. Uh, we have no idea who's going to be what in Kansas City. It's a crapshoot. And I bet Justin Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. <laughs> with Justin Ross, yeah, and Travis Kelsey is the tight end. Well, actually, a new report. Uh, he and ja- he and Jackson Mahomes went on a date, and he now identifies as a wide receiver. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Sticking but. with up with injured receivers who keep going in and out. One guy has apparently been looking pretty damn good for OTAs and training camps and all that. Um, I'm still skeptical for some of the fact that I don't think we've seen him play football in two years. Michael Thomas and the Saints looking good. I mean, granted, it is shorts and helmets, but. To watch him go out there and cut and run slants, a.k.a. the Slant King, makes me feel good. You know what I mean? I was drafting him in a bunch of mock drafts that we've done, but now I feel confident in possibly reaching for him. So I did- I'm not going to reach like three or four rounds, but if he's projected, when when push comes to shove, if he's projected to go in like the seventh round, I've got no problem reaching in the sixth. I mean... I think at that point it would fully depend on my team if I felt like I really could use that extra star power yeah. or if I'm looking more for, you know, something else. With Michael Thomas, it just concerns me with everything you heard last year with the attitudes and the injuries. I mean, he'd come out and he wasn't hurt and then he was hurt and then he wasn't hurt and he was hurt and he wanted this, he wanted that, the team wanted this, the team wanted that. And then I feel like everyone just, like, forgot about that swept it under the rug once Jameis Winston got hurt and now it's like Thomas is fine and happy again 
but there was still some turmoil last year. There was still some some issues and confusions, and now we're just that just went away. Between that and and him not not having played football competitively in a bit, I'm just I'm cautious. I mean, rightfully so, and I think that is baked into his ADP. You know what I mean? Like I said, he's going late rounds for a wide receiver. So by the time you're looking at drafting Michael Thomas, you should already have a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two. You know what I mean? Very if, true. if not a, a wide receiver one and the rest of your roster almost filled out. So Michael Thomas at his current ADP as a dart throw coming back from the injury is, is not a bad buy. You taking a guy like Michael Thomas or a guy like DeAndre Hopkins where you know you miss a few games but you're getting DeAndre Hopkins? I'm taking Michael Thomas. Yeah? He just, just he's younger. He's got less mileage. And I feel like Michael Thomas did the smart thing and refused to come back and play until he felt like he was 100%. And that's where a lot of that turmoil came from in the Saints For the organization. Record, they're only a year, a year apart. Yeah. I always forget that Michael Thomas and I almost share a birthday. Yeah. But, but. Uh, can, can we continue to another another receiver real quick? Yep. I'm going to hold out for one more. But there's because there's one I really want to talk about because this is a player who I actually think has the potential to be a very big sleeper this year. All right. He has been showing off at camp to include an insane one-handed toe tapper in the end in the end zone. I believe he was putting in his uh, application for the ten, what was it the ten toe challenge? Or the ten toe challenge. Yep. And here we talking about Kadarius. Uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. You said Tony. that perfect. Um. Last year before he got hurt, he looked athletic. He looked like Tyreek Hill 2.0. He looked... Like this man, when he was healthy and on the field, it was fucking so was much impressive. fun to watch. I, I, I hate the New York Giants. I hate everything they stand for. I think that Eli Manning is a mouth breather, and therefore I can't like the Giants ever. Um, so it hurts me to say this, but Tony looked impressive. He looked athletic. He looked fast. He looked like sharp. He looked like the receiver that the Giants have been trying for when they draft and sign four, 48 of them every preseason. Yeah. Um, but that being said, though, it's just another one of those injuries. Now, well, he's obviously not at the level of Saquon, you know, with, with the injuries and the consistency of them. But it's something to look out for. But I think... I'd keep an eye on him. He, that wide receiver room is dreadfully crowded. Well, and that's there was the a only ton problem. of injuries last year, but you've got a guy like Sterling... Um, you know what I mean. You've got uh, what the fuck's his name? Ah, uh, Galladay. Yep. Who two two years ago, if you remember, was the, the most highly sought after prize in free agency. Yeah, he was the and, guy, and rightfully so because he put up numbers in Detroit. But you know what I mean. That being said, Kadarius Tony's someone to watch. You know what I mean. This kid stays healthy. He can have huge, huge game winning potential. Um, That's nothing to sneeze at. Hold on, real Hot quick. Chew. I think we may have just caught some, uh... Some breaking news? Some to- Yep. <laughs> totally, I mean, it's not breaking news, but apparently... Kadarius Tony is also a rapper that goes by the name Young Joker. 
is he better than Antonio Brown? Because I mean, <laughs> have you heard that dude's lyrics? That's not saying yo, much. Yeah, yeah, giving it back. Yeah, yeah, pit of the palace, pit of the palace. Yeah, I'm not even kidding you. Young jo- Young jo- Joker, also known as Canary's Tony. Damn. But all right, so let's move on from KT. And let's talk about our man Debo Samuel. Debo. We're just going to touch on this real quick because there's really not a lot to report other than the fact that he is going to hold out. Yeah, if you don't if you if you don't know what's happening with Debo Samuel right now, that's because you're genuinely not paying attention to yeah. football. He that's just it. he wants a contract and San Fran ain't giving it to him. He right wants now. he either wants to be paid like he's going to be playing two positions or he wants to only play one one position. He, well, yeah, he came out. He wants to get paid as an elite wide receiver. Yeah, because elite wide receivers make a fuck ton more money than elite running backs. Yep. However, San Francisco wants to pay him as an elite running back, and and they want to use him more in the backfield. He came out and said he doesn't want to put his body through what he put it through last year. Yeah, he wants to be a sole wide receiver, and rightfully so because. You know what I mean? The previous years of him being in San Francisco was such lackluster production because they used him in that dual threat role and he kept getting injured. Last year was his first year where he just fucking dominated and it was all wheels up and he didn't face the injuries. So we know what he's capable of. You know, you got a unicorn season like like you did from Debo Samuel you, last year. You cash in. And you cash in, but you also have to, you know, ex- you know make sure that, you, that you're fucking you know prize horse isn't just isn't killed in the first round yeah you know you can't take him and just run the fucking wheels off of him in in one season let him be your receiver show that you trust trey uh trey lance show you trust elijah fucking mitchell or trey sermon or one of the other 19 running backs you have yeah let him run the ball let him be the wide receiver you know what i mean see what he can do with trey and and let him ball out now if you go this man get him back on the field But the reason why I did bring up this Debo holdout is Debo is still going in the top two rounds. Now, if he holds out going into the season, this could drastically hurt your fantasy team. So people, pay attention. If he's planning to hold out for a couple of games, bake that into his ADP. If he holds out two, three games, he's not worth a first or a second round no, pick. Absolutely. You get, I mean, you take him in the third because then at that point, you know what I mean? The value is just there and you have to take it. Oh, You'd yeah. You'd be foolish to pass if on. Debo's it. But if Debo's available in the third round, yeah, take if you're it. taking Debo right up there with the Justin Jefferson, the Chase, the Cups, and he holds out, then that's going to kill your fantasy team. Absolutely. If he's your number one, if he's your, your top receiver and he holds out and you haven't immediately. You know, stacked more receivers. You're hurting. Now, depending on how you do, you could you could at that point be saying, "Fuck it, I'll sacrifice two to three games, and then you know, dominate the rest." But that's not a guarantee. Now, speaking of those top wide receivers, let's go back and travel on down the coast. We're gonna go to L.A. We're staying staying in California. We're going to L.A. We're gonna talk about the effect that this man could have on Cooper Cup. And that is one Allen Robinson and the fact that the organization is absolutely head over heels in love with Allen Robinson. Well, and that's nice. Um, but here's the thing. He's had a guy by the name of Bobby Trees there for a bit yep. until this season. And they've still managed to 
you know, produced together. Obviously, what Cooper Cup did last season is very different. That's also with Matt Stafford, who has been known to pick favorite quarterbacks. Now, I really don't... I'm not a big Allen Robinson fan. I think it'll be all right. Um, I think if he does do very well, I think it'll take at least a season for him to click with all that, considering they also have Van Jefferson. There's the discussion of possibly bringing OBJ back. Like, you know... A lot of things going on. Um, yes, it will take some touches from Cooper Cup, but they did it with, with Robert Woods. There's no reason to believe they won't do it without Robert Woods. You know, when you have a guy that produced like Cooper Cup, who apparently is as good at, as he fucking is, you still feed him. See, the reason why I wanted to bring this up in the news and notes is because I had wrote a while ago a little uh, caption on Mr. Cooper Cup. Um, with the addition of Allen Robinson and the fact that defenses are now going to hone in on Cup from what he did last year, um, people are riding high on that wave and taking him in the first round. I don't think Cup is worth the first round. People might call me crazy, but he's only eclipsed 1,000 yards one other time in his career, and that was 2019. The only time he's ever broken 100 receptions was last year. He's only hit 10 touchdowns in 2019 uh, I mean he's had a couple of injuries fluke injuries uh, he had uh, six games in 2018 and that was cut short due to an ACL tear um, but he, he's 29 I don't see signs of slowing down for Cooper Cup but I do see signs of defenses honing in on Cooper Cup making Allen Robinson viable and, oh, absolutely. and more sought after and I don't think Cooper Cup comes close to repeating what he did last year. I don't think he's going to finish as a top three wide receiver now with Allen Robinson in the pitcher. Um, but so similar situation to like the, the analogy I've used with um, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, in the sense of you got one guy who is just no way around it, unreal. There's no way. There's no way to spin it. There's no way to 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 downplay it. Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill are both just absolutely astounding receivers. Now, just like you said with with Cup, like I've said with Hill, when you get to be that good, defenses have no choice but to focus on you. It's like it's either hey, harp on these guys or lose the game guaranteed. So, you know, Cup is, you know, Cup's almost hurting himself by being that good because it's drawing that attention. So, yes, I could see Allen Robinson, just like I could see Jalen Waddle on the Dolphins, both stepping up more this year. Not more, maybe not as much, you know, as I've harped on with Waddle, saying that oh, like he could do better than Hill, but much, you know, doing outproducing their ADPs substantially comparatively. Yeah. Um, I'm not taking Cooper Cup in the first round because of what, just what you said, the, the the focus, and at 29 years old. I think we've seen his his ceiling. I don't think I don't think he's gonna go. There's no way he, if he does better than last year. If he comes close to repeating last year, I, I I don't I don't know what to say. It'll be. I think he'll be a solid wide receiver. You know, I think he still finishes as a wide receiver one. <laughs> he's still a top receiver. In my you know opinion. what I mean? But all right. On that note, uh, we did save a certain someone for last, and it's not good news, and it kind of it hurts my soul when this shit happens to young wide receiver young anyone you know what I mean he's just, just a people. kid 
and we're gonna chasing talk about, his dream. Yeah, we're talking about John Mechie. Uh, I wanted him so bad in the draft to go to the Patriots. You know what I mean? I watched some clips on this kid from college. I watched his interviews. I think he's an outstanding young man. Uh, recently just came out that he has been diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, it's just heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Our thoughts and our prayers are with him. Uh, we hope he beats this disease. Uh, there's no reason why with like modern medicine and doctors and all that oh, shit yeah. that you can't overcome it given the chance um i'm hoping and praying that john mechie goes down the same road as someone who's had similar battles uh john lester you know what i mean this man came in as a nice young prospect for the red sox pitched his ass off and then started battling cancer uh took some time off beat it came back and won a world series you know what i mean john mechie I know you're in Houston, and it's very unlikely you guys get to the Super Bowl like ever, but I, I hope your career takes that upside path where you get some time off, you get yourself healthy, you come out on top of this, and and you come into the league, and, you, and you're the next great wide receiver of that draft class. So, you know, similar to, like you said with John Lester, you know, a similar situation would be, would, would be James Conner. You know, a guy that had you know, had cancer yeah, was able beat to beat it. it. You know, these we sit here and talk about all these different players, um, like their bargaining tools yeah, and their I trading mean, tips and all that stuff. Shit on some but guys, I, we say they're trash. Yeah. And the but, but that's the, just at talk. the end of the day, it's all one. It's jealousy because yeah, we, would, we could never do that. I would literally fight anybody in the world to make that kind of money. Um, but it's you know, at the end of the day, they're also people. So regardless, yes, I hate Eli Manning as a football player, but I'd never want to see anything too bad happen to him as a person. Yeah. Wouldn't mind if, like, he lost his shoe every day or something like that, but, like, you know, my point is, they're people. So, John Mechie, you know, I doubt you're you're listening, but if it somehow gets to you, we definitely wish you the best in your journey. Uh, You know, you're a fucking warrior of a football player, so let's let's see you be a warrior to this. You know, you, you want to see everyone be able to chase their dreams and it just sucks when someone literally spends their whole life preparing for this moment and then they and then they get to it and it's it's taken from them at least for now you get clipped right before training camp you know what i mean it just sucks But but on another note uh we're gonna wrap this up this is it for news and notes fgt nation first and foremost i'm i appreciate the understanding of my hiatus Thank you. Okay, <laughs> I have a new baby. It was a little hectic. I'm I'm fucking exhausted doing this right now. But for those of you who don't know, this clarifies that Matthew Moses is no longer a virgin. I he seen has the vagina. Fact, had sex. Well, no, there, there's artificial insemination. Well, if also you ejaculated at some point. We call it the turkey baster. <laughs> um, no, but you know the fact that we had this one month little little break, and not only did we continue to gain some followers. But people were, were, were demanding episodes. People were demanding content, you know. Justin. Justin. Um, Ma- Daniel Myers. Also known as Ma- Myers Daniel, depending on how my Facebook wants to read it that day. Um, no, just shit like that. So, like, thank you. You know, for, like, from the bottom of my heart, I know Sean's in the same in the same boat. It feels good to, uh, feels good to be wanted. That being said, we're going to wrap it up. However, we are going to drop a bonus episode 
where we draft all 32 NFL teams. That way we can start getting out some solo episodes. And you know who to look forward to. Yeah, so they're going to skip all of Matt's and just listen to mine. You get nothing but the Browns and Jaguars. (laughs) All right, FGT Nation, keep it right, keep it tight. Let's get it, baby. Shut up them lights. Sterilize so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Yeah.